0: Christmas, some people make too much of a day, make it a holy day, and then it's easy to declare it a holy day in action by saying it's not. (laughs) Every day is the Lord's day, isn't it? Sunday is the Lord's day, but every day is his day. And I'm thankful around this world, around this nation, around this state, everywhere else, at least one day a year, mankind has to realize that the holy God sent his son into this world. The Lord came to earth, Emmanuel. God with us. He came here to be with us. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful. There's some things about it that irk me, and I've got to learn to keep my mouth shut. Try to keep my ears from turning red, but I'm glad. At least in word only, man has to admit that Christ came. The Messiah came. He's given us this light of who He is, of His coming to Jacob, to His people. He's the God of Jacob. Because he changes not, us sons of Jacob aren't consumed. Well, that's good news. He's given us this light. We were in darkness. You ever been in darkness? I was. God's people was. Sons of Jacob were until God revealed himself to us, until he gave us Christ the light. He was there always. We didn't know it. And then one day he revealed himself to us, didn't he? Oh, look at Jacob's vow this morning. Jacob made a vow. Made a vow. Last week I told us he wanted to, or last time we were looking at this, the Lord saved Jacob finally in his old age, well up in the 70s. And he said, you're going to be my God if you give me this and that and this and that. (laughs) That's one way of looking at it. it? I want to look at the vow that all Jacobs make. Not everybody. Uh, Esau didn't make this vow. Esau couldn't make this vow. Jacobs make this vow. This is Jacob's vow. Here in verse 10, Genesis 28, verse 10. Jacob went out from Beersheba and went down, went towards Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set, got dark on him. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. Where was Jacob? He was dirt floor poor. He was on the ground. And what did he have for a pillow? Did he have at least a comfy pillow? He had a jacket. He, could water. he had stones for a pillow. That's low. You better be brought low or the Lord will never lift you up. Better be brought low or the Lord will never lift you up. Who is this Jacob? That's me and you who believe. That's all of us. We're all Jacobs, aren't we? We've been going through these stories and we've been looking at this. I'm so happy we're finally to Jacob. I've lived that life. We're going to go through and see see all the things. Jacob, Christ was revealed to Jacob. He knew it, and he worshiped God, and he immediately turned and did a bunch of dumb stuff for years and years and years of foolishness, riotous living. And the Lord made him go back to Bethel. He showed him Bethel, the house of God. He was in the house of God when God spoke to him. <laughs> the only way God will speak to somebody is when, when he's there, his presence he preached to Jacob's heart. Jacob turned and was a foolish son. I'm thankful we're here, but we've been looking at these stories here in Genesis through that lens of grace, haven't we? We see, we see this Old Testament with New Testament eyes. <laughs> old, old man that used to be alive on this earth said that one time. We have the Old Testament with New Testament eyes, don't we? But how did that play out in reality? What really happened? Well, Jacob had nothing right here. Remember all those things he did to get that inheritance, that double blessing, the double inheritance of the firstborn. He didn't have a penny of it. He didn't have one sheep. He didn't make a sheep lay down, and put his head on sheep, did he? Goose egg, nothing. <laughs> no, did he have a pillow? Didn't have a jacket to wad up to make a pillow? He had nothing. He started out, come from that womb, supplanter, heel catcher by force. That's what the word means. He grabbed that heel by force. I'm gonna take it meanness from birth isn't it speaking lies trying to make a lie out of what God's providence was from the womb well it couldn't be he said it come from the womb speaking lies isn't it he did then his brother came in here comes Esau hungry about to just kill over famished he said oh give me something to eat and he said I'll give you this bowl of lentils if you give me your birthright he didn't ask him if he wanted a bowl of lentils for his birthright after having a big old Christmas dinner did he Oh, no, I can't take another bite. I'll keep my birthright. No, he waited until he's hungry. Pigeonhole him. Make him do what he wanted. Here he is on the ground, no, no family, no inheritance. Everything he did was bad. Look back here in Genesis 27. Look at this one more time. Just a page over. Genesis 27, verse 11. Here's where he dressed up like his brother. And we said, we saw this. We just went through this with that lens of grace, understanding what this is a picture of us and what Christ has done for us. But look at this, how it played in reality, verse 11. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man. I'm a smooth man. My father eventually will fill me, and I shall seem to him as a deceiver, and I shall bring a curse upon me and not a blessing. I want what's good. (laughs) I don't want what's bad. I ain't doing that. That ain't a plan that suits me. That's what he's saying, isn't it? And his mother said to him, Upon me be thy curse, my son. Only obey my voice and go fetch him. And he did. You know what he did? This weak little, well up in age too, let his mommy take a fall for him. You're a grown man. What's wrong with you? I'd have slapped him in the mouth, wouldn't you? What's wrong with you letting your mother take a fall for you like that? Grow up, son. Verse 18. And he came to his father and said, My father... He said, "Here am I. Who art thou, my son?" And Jacob said unto his father, "I am Esau, thy firstborn." Liar! No, you're not. I've done according as thou hast bade us me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that I, my soul may be blessed, <laughs> that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, "How is it that thou found, hast found it so quickly? how did you get this venison so fast? I know you're a good hunter, but boy. That's quick." And he said, because the Lord thy God brought it to me. He brought God into this. You ever done that? Buddy, I have. Well, the Lord wouldn't do this. Well, the Lord did this. Well, obviously the Lord, like uh, Jonah. Well, the Lord had a ticket there for me going to Tarsus. This must be it. How convenient for me. He brought the Lord's name in this. How hard? That's low. That's low. Look down verse 22. And Jacob went near unto his father. And he felt him and said, the voice is Jacob's voice. Come on to you. But the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not because his hands were hairy and his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. And he said, art thou my very son, Esau? Last chance. Is this it? You him? And he said, I am. That's why Esau got mad. He said he lived up to his name. (laughs) To Seabon. Trickster, rotten is what he is. We ought never condone sin. We ought not. Uh, This is a picture of God's grace, isn't it? This is a picture of how God saves sinners, what wretches we are and how unmerited, without us doing it, he's been gracious to us and given us life and a righteousness and eternal glory with him to be in his presence, union with the holy God. We sure didn't earn it this ain't a doctrine this is something that happens in the hearts of men and women do you know that Hmm. he's a liar he was foolish over and over again Rachel he gets her she steals her daddy's idols lies to get them clever we'll get to that down the road and he says bring your idols with you honey oh anything Rachel does is just right he was a fool he was a weak man he was a lazy man he was a base man he was nothing and he had nothing That's what he was. I'm not being nice to Jacob, am I? Am I being nice to you if I said that's what you are? Am I being nice to me? Is that practicing self-care if I tell that to the man in the mirror? You bet it is. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many model, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God hath chosen the weak things. To confound the things which are mighty. He's chosen the base things of this world, and the things which are despised. Why hath God chosen? Yea, the things which are not, those things that are nothing, to bring to naught the things that are. Why? Why Esau was a strapping fella. I bet he was good, probably told good jokes. He was strong. He'd help you move furniture. He was diligent. He woke up early. He worked hard. Why didn't God choose Esau? Says he hated him. He loved Jacob. Why? that no flesh should glory in his presence. He's the one that gives life. He's the one that kills. <laughs> he does what pleases him because he's God. That's who he is. He's the Lord, the God of Jacob. We are the sons of Jacob. And I'll tell you right now, it gives me comfort reading these things, not calling him because the apple don't fall far from a tree. Without insulting our great-grandpa Jacob, I'd say he's a lot like me. <laughs> no, I'm not like, a lot like he, him. As we go through this book, I relate to him. It's my story over and over and over again, over again. Look here in verse 12, Genesis 28, verse 12. This wretch that was 77 years old, 82 years old, somewhere through there, well up in years, well stricken in age, God came to him and finally saved him. been going to church his whole life. <laughs> He's been playing church his whole life, memorizing stuff his whole life. And then God saved him. I thought about that. I thought, what if only one person showed up to services? That's enough for me to preach to. And what well, if it's just me and one person for me to preach to, and I looked you in the eye and I said, I hope God saves somebody here today. <laughs> Would you be offended? Well, I hope he does. Show me Christ today. Show me Christ today. Look here, verse 12. And he dreamed a dream, and behold, a ladder set upon the earth. And the top of it reached the heaven, and behold, angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it. And said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, the God of Isaac, the land where thou liest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth and shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee. The Lord came to Jacob. Where was he? Laying on a pile of rocks in the dirt, wasn't he? Running away to save his life because he Esau was going to kill him because of the tricks he pulled. <laughs> Penniless. And God came to him. God spoke to him, not the other way around. God found Jacob. He didn't find God. People say, I found God. Where was he at? Did he use a signal flare? Was he lost? Poor fellow. No, you didn't. He found you if you're found. The Lord made a promise. Promise. He made a covenant to Jacob. Jacob didn't make a promise to God. And Jacob awaked, verse 16. Jacob awaked out of his sleep and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. Hmm. I laid on this rock. That's all that was underneath me. That's all that's holding me up. I was on this rock, and I listened to a thousand gospel messages, and I memorized Bible verses, and I had all my doctrines real straight, and I didn't know it. I didn't know Him. <laughs> I didn't know Him. And then He revealed Himself to me. He revealed Himself to me. He revealed Christ. He revealed a person. He revealed the God Man, the Mediator. What does he say there? The Lord is in this place. The king. <laughs> I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. Who? There's only two people in this story, isn't it? There's the sinner and the Savior. There's the unprofitable servant and the master. There's the child and the father. There's the constituent and the king. There's only two people here. If God's going to deal with you, he's going to deal with you individually. It don't matter what he did to my grandpa, to my dad, to my mom, my brothers and sisters, to my wife, my children. It doesn't matter. It matters if he deals with me. I have to have a, 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 a visit with the king. I have to have a confrontation with the king. He's going to win. That has to happen individually. Individually. And all, though I would that all men would be saved, I need to be concerned about my soul. You need to be concerned about your soul. You get that? That's important. Jacob waked out of his sleep and he said, surely the Lord is in this place. (laughs) This sinner (laughs) running away on the lamb, on the run. God came to him, revealed his son to him. He revealed Christ to him. And this Savior is the Lord. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's the Lord of hosts. The Lord, not baby Jesus. I'm going to be as kind as I can be without getting mad on this. Not baby Jesus. I ought to have a, a heart to feel sorry for people, but there's some things just get you sometimes. <laughs> That's all right. Lord, Lord will grow us one day, I guess. There's a nativity scene across the street from my house that makes my ears turn so red. I can't stand it. Baby Jesus, you make a make a plastic model out of the Almighty God of heaven and earth in this universe. It's out of ignorance. People don't know no better. Makes me want to cleanse that, cleanse that temple. Take a bull whip and start getting them money changers out of there. Call down thunder on them. Lord, should we, should we call lightning on them? And I pray for them. Though Christ was, he was a baby, wasn't he? He was a 12 year old boy. They came to him and said, Where have you been? We've been gone a couple of days in this caravan. You're still up here at the temple. He said, Don't you know I have to be about my father's business? And they understood not the same which he spake to them. His mommy and daddy didn't understand what he was saying. He was serving the Lord in that temple at 12 years old. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. Obey your mother and father. That's the first commandment with promise that you have a long life. But his mother kept all his sayings in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. This, this one that was a baby grew. In understanding and wisdom and favor with God. If anybody, if any idiot tells you they can explain that, they're a fool, don't listen to them. Without controversy. That means you can't argue this. So hush. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in flesh. Almighty God was conceived conceived in a virgin's womb and was born through a birth canal. And had a, Placenta and was uh, they had to wash him and put diapers on him. He had to be breastfed. That's so. That's a great mystery. How could that be? Well, yeah. he's a, he's omnipresent. The heavens can't contain him. He was in, in a in a baby. Had to be. We don't understand it. it. Was necessary. He was justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels. Preached unto the Gentiles. That's where it starts hitting us. <laughs> we ain't Jewish. We Gentiles, the gospels preached to us, believed on in the world, worldly people, heathens, these Jacobs that was just fighting to get an inch ahead their whole life and they didn't care about the things God nobody did he he came to them and they, he made them believe on his son. Wow, received up in the glory that's finished and 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 the, and the payment's accepted <laughs> it's not processing, it's approved <laughs> it's accepted. That's the Lord. My pastor, you say me and Jesus have a good thing going. Hogwash! You don't know Him. You and your little J Jesus do. You and your little G God. Every preacher calls Him Jesus. Do you know that? Turn on a TV. Turn on the national news or local news or whatever. And preachers around this country and around this world and have and will and have to. They keep calling Him Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's what the preachers call Him. But that preacher require you to call Him pastor. <laughs> They will, or Mr. or whatever. Reverend. You have to call me Reverend. Uh, Master of Divinity. Doctor. I'm Dr. So and so. David said, Holy and Reverend is his name, not yours. Every, I told you all, uh, Kevin Thacker, comma, pastor. Uh, Paul, comma, an apostle. If you introduce me as pastor, that's fine. <laughs> that's, my, that's what the Lord made me. I get it. And you call me pastor, it don't hurt my feelings, really. But that's not my title. I have no reverence. I'm just a man. I'm a sinner saved by grace. He told us there in Matthew twenty eight, he said, Be not called ye rabbi. For one is your master, Christ, and you're all brethren. We're all the same. And call no man your father upon earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Neither be called ye masters. For one is your master, Christ. He's the master, isn't it? Reverence. That's what it is. You call him Lord because there's reverence, reverence. Sarah called Abraham Lord, didn't she? Over in 1 Peter, uh, Peter was given some instruction to brides, and he said, you obey your own husbands. Not every husband, not whichever husband has to be coming down the track. Your own husband that the Lord gave you. And they said, even Sarah, she was wise. She called Abraham Lord, little L. (laughs) Because the Lord gave him as her husband. She wasn't submitting just to Abraham. She was submitting to God who controlled Abraham whose heart was in his hand. Mm. You don't call That's what Henry said, too. You call your earthly father by his first name? You children, don't you dare come into my house and call me Kevin. <laughs> that's irreverent. If you call your, 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 your earthly parents by their first names, you've got problems. There's a lack of respect there. There's a lack of reverence. I, I don't know who does and who don't. That's good instruction. You need heed it. That's so. Why won't preachers call Jesus of Nazareth Lord? Why won't they do it? Paul said, wherefore I give to you understanding that no man speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus accursed. They won't say what he did wrong. And that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. To mean it. That he's the absolute teetotal Lord of my life, my body, my soul, my mind, my family, my everything. He said, oh, there'll be some in that day that say, Lord, Lord. He said, I didn't know you beat it. Because they happen to study somewhere, and they said, "Well, that's that's the block I got to check to be a chameleon, to blend in with these believing folks." No, he's the Lord. He's our Lord, my Lord, isn't he? That's not a widespread coincidence that the scriptures say that, is it? It's so. You notice it now. When Jacob had a dealing with his Lord, he was at war with the king, and he lost. (laughs) Surrender must take place. Look here in Genesis twenty-eight, verse sixteen. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid. And he said, how dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God. God's here. This is his house. And this is the gate, the door. Christ said, well, I'm the door <laughs> of heaven. God's here. Here revealed Christ here. He was afraid. He was he said, This place is dreadful. Dreadful. I looked that up. It's not horrible, like a scary movie. Revere. This place is a place of reverence. This place is a place of adoration, of utmost respect and honor. This is where the Lord's meeting his people. This is where God will meet sinners. Is the Lord in this place, this physical little four room wall right now? He is, isn't it? He? he is. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. <laughs> he said he abides in his people, and he's everywhere. And he said, what? Matthew 18, verse 20, where two or three are gathered together. Here's the, here's the people getting it. We're going to have a prayer group. We're going to strong-arm God until he gives in and does what we want. You better not. better knock that nonsense off. You're dealing with the holy God. He said, where two or three are gathered in my name. Not because it's December 25th. Not because it's Easter Sunday. Not because I ain't got nothing else better to do or I hope I win the lottery tomorrow. I better do something to daddy. You gather, they are gathered in his name. There I am in the midst of them. How could that be? He gathered them. <laughs> Why? Because natural man can't discern things of God. And they're they're there to worship Christ and hear of him and see him. I don't see him in these scriptures. You You pick out another parable and you show me him. Not what I got to do and not what I ought to be doing. Show me him. All that other stuff fall in place. Jacob rose up early in the morning. That's for you young people. That's why a lot of preachers, God's preachers, the ones he sends, they don't tolerate nonsense in the house of God. They won't put up with it. They won't. They won't take man worshiping and, and exalting of self and exalting of of mankind in the house of God. There won't be any bake sales in the house of God. He don't need your money. <laughs> he don't need devices. He'll put it in the hearts of his people. That article Tom Harding is outstanding. They're on the back of the bulletin. I feel weird saying those things, so I'll make the Lord put it in Tom's pen to write. That's fine. He'll, he'll provide for that. There's no children's plays. We're not having pageantry. We're not dressing kids up with fake beards. It ain't happening. How we dress. That's why I'm so strong on these things, you young people. This is God's house. This is where he's going to meet with sinners. If it was a president, we'd, we'd dress up, wouldn't we? Punctuality and seriousness and reverence because this is where he meets. This is the house of God. This is Bethel. There's Bethels all around this place. I'd do the same thing if I was in Tennessee or Virginia or Kentucky or wherever else or Australia or wherever the Lord takes us. It's the same as God's house. Who are we dealing with and who are we? Verse 18, Jacob rose up early in the morning and took stones that he had put for his pillows and he set up a, for a pillar and poured oil on the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. Bethel, house of God. House of God. That's always been sweet to me as a young child. The Lord uses these things. My grandmother's name was Bethel. Bethel. God saved her. <laughs> she was a house of God. That's where he abode. That's, pretty, that's a good name, isn't it? He called the name of that place Bethel. This is the house of God. Verse 20. And Jacob bowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in the way, this way that I go, I will, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give thee the tenth unto thee. This is Jacob's vow. He vowed a vow. He gave full commitment. Now, we ought to be careful about these things. You better be careful about making vows. I I, I would be cautious, like James said, don't you say you're going to go into the city and you're going to do this and do that. You better say if the Lord is pleased, that's what we'll do. That's just person to person. But you be careful about making a vow to God. That's what Solomon wrote. He said, when thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it. you're going to say it better see it through quit you like a man and do what you said he's going to do for he hath no pleasure in fools pay that which thou hast vowed it's better that thou shouldest not vow better if you just don't say nothing than that thou should vow and not pay you keep your word that's that's person to person isn't it uh i I, I don't, some people in this world used to deal with liars and cheats, I guess. I'm a grown man. I'm used to dealing with grown men. If I tell you I'm going to be there on Tuesday, I'm going to do everything within my power as the Lord sees fit to be there on Tuesday. I'm going to be here Sunday morning to preach to you at 1030. I'm going to do everything in my power. doesn't matter what's going on. If the Lord will enable me, I'm going to be here at 1030 on Sunday morning to preach to you. Don't use weak words like try. Make a commitment to it. And that's unto God. Marriage, we take vows in marriage, don't we? That's unto God if you know him. That's serious. That's serious things. I've had, to, I've had one, one wedding I've performed in my life, and I hope I was serious then, and the next one I hope I'm serious. Explain these things before and after. Serious. Paul said, Where am to? I am poured a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles, for the which cause I also suffer these things. To desire the office of bishop to get office, is There's going to be some suffering. <laughs> he said, That's why I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I don't know what I believed. I don't know what London Confession of whatever year. And because I know whom I believed, it's a person. Salvation's a person, and I'm persuaded that He's able to keep that which I've committed unto Him against that day. There's a commitment to the Lord if you've ever met Him. If He's revealed His Son to Him, there's a commitment there. There's stack arms, which is a very neat way of. Uh, how you set your rifles in the military it's very uh, presentation that look, you don't know talk about Tom <laughs> you stack arms and it makes it real nice And there's these things no you throw your arms down you just throw your shotguns and you bow to the king if you know who the king is and there's a complete total commitment in that surrender and there's comfort in that surrender to be an enemy of war that means that one that's the victor has to take full responsibility you gotta feed them, clothe them, protect them <laughs> That's, that's benefit, isn't it? Surrender to him. We shy away from these things, and we ought to. Give your heart to the Lord. People run; They've ruined that in this nation, but it's true. Give your heart to Jesus, people say. Well, they don't know him. Give your heart to the Lord. We do. If you've met the king, if you've been to Bethel, and you've met the Lord, not a God, be God. If you've met him, if he's revealed his son to you, there's complete, total commitment. You give him everything, lock, stock, and barrel. Throwing so on a gun subject, that's the lock is the flint lock and the stock is the wood part and the barrel. That's the whole gun. <laughs> you get the whole musket to it. You lay it down. We give everything because he's given everything to us. Solomon said that too. He said, commit. It means roll. <laughs> you just roll. In. <laughs> commit thy works unto the Lord. Well, I've done this, and I've taught Sunday school, and I've done this. If I have, Lord did it. If I've ever preached a message that's blessed the hearts of one of his people, it was not me. He's proved that to me. That's not hyperbole. He's done it. I know. Commit your works to the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. That gives me peace. It gives me peace knowing that. We give our heart, mind, soul, body, family, time, all to our all in all. Verse 20, and Jacob vowed a vow, saying, if God will be with me, and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my Father's house in peace, Then shall the Lord be my God. That word if, it means sense. Who's, who's he talking to? Ain't nobody there. <laughs> Moses recorded this for us, isn't it? For us. Well, if that's the case, if that's it. Paul used the same words during Colossians 3. If ye be risen with Christ... Seek those things which are above. You can't seek the things that are above unless you've risen with Christ, isn't it? He's just putting us in words that we use in man's language. It means sense. Since you're risen with Christ, seek the things above. For Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on the things above. You can't love him unless he's first loved you. Not on the things of this earth. If, sense, since this is not speculation. This is an obvious statement he's making. He said, since God will be with me, all Jacob's, all of our peace and our assurance, it's in God's promises, not ours. It's in his presence, not our Well, I feel comfortable because I haven't missed a day of church in 22 years. You're in trouble. It's in his presence. We'll be where he is. Isn't it? Since God be with me, what our Lord say. Matthew 28, Henry said that too. I just, that was precious to me. I told two of you already. Uh, when if the Lord reveals Himself to a sinner, it'll come as natural calling Him Lord as it does your earthly father calling Him Dad. It's just it's unnatural for the the heathen, but as the Lord did that, it's raining. Lord made it rain. Well, how how that, that happened? Lord made it evaporate. He evaporated water, and He made it rain and snow and all these other things. He did that. Lord did. Our Lord said Matthew twenty eight all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. He said, go preach them and baptize them and teach them these things. I looked at Lazarus. Get them unwound. Be good for them. do to eat a ham sandwich. And he says, and lo, I am with you always unto the end of the world. Until you're with me, I'm with you. Jacob said, since God be with me. Well, he knew Christ. Christ said, I'm with you always. He was with him back then, wasn't he? Till so Jacob was with him. and Jacob says, and will keep me in this way I go. Well, Psalm 121 says, my help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. How am I going to be kept in this way? How am I going to be on a straight path? He has to suffer your foot not to be moved. Well, I've walked a straight and narrow. Uh, God's made me walk straight and narrow. He's drugged me behind him like a little child kicking and screaming. Just picked me up under his arms and little feet sticking out like that. He kept me. He didn't suffer my foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. He ain't going to go to sleep. He ain't going to get away from it. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord's thy keeper. How are we going to be kept in the way? The Lord's the keeper. He's it. Is he with me? He's with me always. He's my keeper. What's this way we're going to go? Oh, Philip Thomas is there talking to the Lord. And he said, I'm going somewhere. You can't come with me. And they said, we don't know where you're going. He said, you know where I'm going. They said, we don't know the way. He said, I'm the way. I'm the way. You have to keep me in Christ. If the Lord's going to be with me, I'll run away. He has to stay with me. He has to keep me. And in the way is Christ. He has to keep me in Christ. And he gives me bread to eat. Well, I'm there, but I'm going to starve to death. What am I going to eat? Christ said, I'm the bread of life. Christ will have to be with me. He's going to have to put me in Christ and keep me in Christ and then feed me Christ while I'm in Christ. That's why we see his table. We observe his table. He gave thanks. He broke the bread. He said, take, eat. It's bread. He broke the bread. He said, this is my body. <laughs> I want to, to feed on the work of Christ. The promise is fulfilled in him, and it was broken for you. He said, this do in remembrance of me. Jacob says, raiment. I want to have raiment to put on. He's going to have to clothe me, too. <laughs> the Lord said in Matthew 6, and while you take thought of raiment, why do you do that? Why do you worry about your clothes? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory is not arrayed like one of these. Is he saying that flowers are more beautiful than Solomon in all his glory? Well, yeah, but one of his children in fancy garments ain't nothing like the covering we have. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which is today and tomorrow's is cast in the oven, shall not he much more clothe you, oh ye of little faith. He ain't talking about a suit jacket from Goodwill. <laughs> What's he talking about? What's his raiment? Turn over to Isaiah 61. I'll, we'll read this. Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, verse 10. What's Jacob's raiment? What's sons of Jacob, what's your raiment? What's your clothing? That's why that's why I dress with respect whenever I come in the Lord's house. Because that's our gospel. What we're dressed in. You get that? I'm not old enough and bold enough to keep a pair of trousers in my office like Brother Don did, but we're getting there. Uh this is the Lord's house. And and because that's a picture of what He's clothed us and the price it was for this clothing, the raiment he's given us. Well, surely I could take a little wind next to my shoes before I show up to hear this word preached. <laughs> I do that and I walk through a dirt driveway and get dust off of them. Lord said you have to wash your feet in this world, didn't it? What's Jacob's dreaming? Isaiah 61, verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, my Lord and my God. And that's what Thomas said. For he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. And he hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh herself with ornament, himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. For as the earth bringeth forth her bud, and as the garden causeth the things that are sown to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Mm. That's our clothing. What do you reckon Jacob's asking for? He said, Well not. he'll keep me in a good set of Armani suits. That ain't what he's talking about, is it? Of course it not Look here in our text, Genesis twenty eight. One more thing. Genesis twenty eight, verse twenty one. So that I come again to my father's house in peace. We left the father. We know Adam did. Adam sinned and that we became that race. That's the race that we are. People talking about race in this country. You're born of Adam's race. You've got a lot more problems in a, a war down in Missouri. I tell you that right now. We're part of Adam's race. And we fail from the glory of God. We couldn't be in his presence. We got cast out of that garden. We fail. And then all by ourselves, so we can't blame Adam. I come forth I was conceived in sin. I come forth. I didn't jump for joy in the womb because Because the Lord ruled and reigned and was omnipresent. I come from that womb speaking lies. And I lied my whole life. And I may have done it in a church house. Same Christmas carols every December. That's what I was, wasn't it? We left willingly. Willingly sinned against the Holy Father. The Holy God of heaven and earth. We willingly left his presence. And we can't come back in. We can't say, I'm sorry, ain't going to do There's a, sin's been committed. There's a wage to sin, and it's death. Something's got to die. Our Lord said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believes also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He goes, I go to prepare a place for you. You ain't just come by for a visit for a week. You have a place prepared for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, in the Father's house, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, there ye may be also. He said, I'll always be with you. And when this earth's done or this body's done on this earth, the Lord said he's going to come and receive us to himself. We're going to be with him. we will going to be made like him. And whether I go, you know, and the way, you know. Then Thomas said, what is it? I'm the way, Thomas. <laughs> I'm the way. He's made reconciliation. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that's in Christ. That's amazing. That's that's not a baby to be mocked in a manger. That's a power of God and salvation for an undeserving people. Willingly laid down his life, shed his blood, and has risen, (laughs) successful, approved, glory. Well, it goes from a pillow to a pillar. Verse 20, And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my Father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. I I couldn't get this out of my head. That's a must. You know that? That's not an if-then statement like we use. He said, since the Lord does all these things, that's the Lord that's my God. He is Lord, and he's my God. I can't have it no other way. I can't have another God. Another God won't do. Another Jesus that seems so similar. Paul says another that's not another. Two different words. It seems so close. Now, now you got to do this, and you let, the verbs are changing throughout the ages, isn't it? Well, you got to be circumcised. Well, you got to be baptized. Well, you got to or not to. Here's boldness. Be vaccinated. That'll be the next thing. On nonsense. That's work. Stop it. <laughs> Who cares? Knowing what sin I am. It is a must. It's a necessity that the Lord be with me. Not that I gotta find Him, because if I gotta stay with Him, I'll leave Him. If that's up to me. It's a must that He keeps me, because I cannot keep myself. I can't be my own keeper. It's a must that He shows me that Christ is the way and keeps me in that path. Because by nature, there's a way that seems right to me. My good, I, well, I think, yeah, that way's death. And that what the scriptures say? He must give me the bread of life. I can't supply my own. Can you make wheat grow? You can be in a place where wheat grows and plant wheat. That don't mean wheat's going to come out of the ground. The Lord's got to germinate it. <laughs> he has, that, that kernel has to die before it brings forth life, and he might not be pleased for that to happen. You can't make your own bread. He has to give physical bread, doesn't he? He must make reconciliation. He must provide my covering, my atonement, because my blood won't do. He makes reconciliation so I can enter the Heavenly Father's presence once again. That veil, that partition that separates us, it's got to be rent too. He did. He did, didn't he? The one that has to do everything, that's my Lord my God. Another won't do. If I have to, have, if I have to be one spoke in the wheel, it ain't going to work. I can't have that. Verse 22, and this stone... <laughs> What do you tell Peter? On this rock, I'm going to build my church, I'm going to build my Bethel. Peter, on this stone, which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I'll surely give unto thee a tenth. That used to be a pillow, wasn't it? He turned a pillow into a pillar. What's a pillow? It's something that you wad up, not a rock, so bear with me for a second. A pillow is something that you wad up and you flip around and try to find a cold spot, and all that's used just to prop up your big head. I used to have real good doctrine, and you know what that did? I was a five-point staunch Calvinist, and that propped up this big old head of knowledge because I know, I know, I know, I know. Now it's a pillar. That same stone, that same cornerstone that the builders are, we don't want that. Throw it away. That's the chief cornerstone. And what used to just prop up this big old head because it's a head knowledge, now this head bows to it. It's a pillar. That's where God is. God's in Christ. They're one. You been from a pillow to a pillar? Have you been to Bethel? Not have you been in Bethel, have you been to Bethel? <laughs> Laying on a, a, rocks, pillows, and stone and dust. Mm. Verse 17 says, and he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place? This is none other. But the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And he rose up early in the morning. And he took that stone he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on it. On the top of it. Where'd he get that oil? went for it Spocknard. Is that what we looked at Wednesday? Very costly. Didn't matter. Pour it on there. And he called the name of that place Bethel. That's the house of God. Have we been to Bethel? Have we been truly to the Lord's house? He had to call us there. If we have, we'll bow and we'll have full and total commitment to him. We'll give ourselves over. And you know what will happen? Monday morning roll around. We'll go back to work. We'll go back to this world, and we'll forget. And we'll have to be brought back to Bethel. That's that's what—that's what's so vital to have a midweek service. That is vital in the lives of believers because for me it's just too long. I'm too weak to make it Sunday to Sunday. I can't do it. It's vital. We have to be brought back to Bethel. We'll get to this after Jacob's escapades. But in Genesis 35, you can turn over a few pages. Genesis 35, verse 1, I'll close. Genesis 35, 1. And God said unto Jacob, after everything, he has, he has a lot of years between there. 14, just getting, getting the bride he wanted. God said unto Jacob, arise. Go up to Bethel, because he was down, wasn't he? And there dwell, don't go away, and make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou thou from thy face of Esau thy brother. Remember when all that happened? Go back to your first love. <laughs> go back and do the first works. Then Jacob said unto his household, Everybody and all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, change your garments. Let us arise and go up to Bethel. This week, felt that Rachel carry these idols around all this time and just push over. to God worked in him after trials and trials and trials and decades. And he said, I don't care what you say. You knock that off. <laughs> my house, my rules. You put them things away, get you dressed up, we're going to the house of God. What did they do? They went to Bethel, didn't they? Why? That's where Christ the solid rock is. That's where he was. That pillar that was set, that stone that was set. Let's sing that, hymn number 272, Christ is solid rock.